Chapter 18. Fear. Our walk into Cervignano seemed interminable. Heavy rains pounded us incessantly, almost soaking through our backpacks, despite their protective covering. After more than an hour of walking in these conditions, we finally found a roadside bar and stopped to dry off. My phone rang, and I picked it up to find a distraught Hannah on the other line. Unhappy in her work and missing Alberto, she unburdened her loneliness and anguish on me. I consoled her as best as words could from a friend, and then handed the phone to a concerned Alberto, whose loving tone eventually turned serious. Hannah, I think you should walk with us, he asserted. I'd like to speak more, but I can't right now. Please call me tonight. He handed me the phone, saying, She's sick and more stressed out than ever. She needs to leave that life and join us. At least here, she would be living her spirituality. I don't know if that's the best thing for Hannah, I replied. She has her own path, and that sometimes means having to struggle, maybe even suffer. I suffered for over two years at my job before I finally left. My work was my identity, it was my security, and I was terrified to step out of that into the unknown. Hannah's going through a process, that's all. I think all we can do is send her the courage and the strength to choose what will make her happy. Alberto's rigid countenance told me he didn't agree, but we were interrupted by a well-wisher. By the time he left, the rain had stopped and the skies were clearing, so we hurriedly left. Our pace was quick and purposeful. I could almost hear the wheels churning in Alberto's mind and dreaded the inevitable argument. We arrived in Cervignano, relatively dry, and were received at the first church where we stopped. Hannah called again, but this time sounding much happier. You know, I was doing a lot of thinking after our talk today, she chirped, and I found some new ways to combine my spirituality with my work. You know, Moni, Jerusalem is just not for me, and I know, Hannah, I interjected. You need to do what's right for you. Thanks for understanding, she replied warmly. Can I speak with Alberto? Alberto was glaring at me. I didn't understand why he was so cross. He snatched the phone from my hands and stomped out into the hallway. I ignored him and searched the bookshelves for anything interesting to read, randomly flipping through the mostly religious Italian titles. A tense-looking Alberto eventually strode in and began pacing the room. How's Hannah? I asked. Fine, he responded tersely, sitting on his mattress and pulling out his diary. I sat in my corner and began writing in my diary. Moni, I'd like to speak with you, he started gently. I've been hesitating because I don't want to argue or to have you misunderstand me, but we need to talk. All right, I responded guardedly. I know we've had this discussion before, he said apprehensively, but I feel that you're still not revealing the entire truth of our experiences. I respect your choice not to speak about it, but in this case, I believe it's affecting Hannah. What are you talking about? I interjected, immediately feeling defensive. She was happy when I spoke with her. 
She knew I was going to try and convince her to walk with us, he replied, and so she invented a story to make us believe that she was happy. But I know her. She's not happy. I'm sure she had all these ideas before, and she conveniently chose to pull them out today. I think you're making a lot of assumptions, I replied. Moni, Hannah trusts you, he continued, the edge rising in his voice. She respects your opinion. Instead of telling her about how we're changing and growing every day, you filled her head with what she wanted to hear. You're encouraging her to stay where she is instead of helping her make a change now. Her idea is good, I shot back in irritation. It gives her something to work towards. Maybe you can just get up and leave everything behind, but obviously she can't. She needs more time, and you pushing her to quit is not helping her. Alberto now stood and paced the room like a caged tiger. I stayed on the floor watching him. At least I'm speaking the truth, he accused. You only tell her the superficial things, like the places we're visiting and the news articles, but not the important things. Well, unlike you, I'm not trying to change her or convince her of anything, I countered hotly. You think if you keep telling her about all this magic that somehow she will see the light and leave everything behind. Well, guess what? She won't. Hannah is like me in more ways than you care to see. She does not like anyone telling her what to do or how to live her life, especially her close friends. She's not ready, and all the preaching that you do will not change a thing. How do you know if she's ready if you don't speak the truth, he accused, towering over me. I stood and faced him. Alberto stepped back and took several deep breaths, clearly trying to control his emotions. I'm not telling you to tell her what I believe, he said more softly. I'm asking you to tell her what you believe. Speak honestly. Share with her your revelations. Tell her all the things that you and I talk about all the time. But I am speaking my truth, Alberto, I said, whether you believe it or not. I'm Hannah's friend, and I want to see her happy too. But I don't know what's best for her, and neither do you. How typically arrogant, I silently huffed. The real problem here is that you can't accept people for who they are, I said icily, and have no respect for the path that each person chooses to walk. There is no one right way for everyone. Real love is loving and accepting people no matter what they do, especially when they don't do what we want or expect. Maybe quitting is the right choice for Hannah. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But I'm not going to be the judge of that. Maybe she needs to experience more pain before she makes the final break. Again, that is up to her. But I will love and support her no matter what she chooses. What? Alberto exploded. Do you really believe that's what you're doing? Allowing her to be herself? I can't believe it. Alberto shook his head in disgust and again paced the room, muttering to himself in Spanish, before stopping in front of me once again. This time, however, he looked weary. Listen to me, Moni, he said. There are people who need to hear your truth, because they're afraid. 
Hannah is one of those people. When you don't say what you truly think, feel, and believe, you are an instrument of fear. Today, I sincerely believe that you did not help Hannah. You helped her fear. Hannah needs to hear the voice of her heart. She needs to hear the voice of your heart. I don't want to pressure her. I only want her to trust, to take a chance, to say no to her fear and say yes to her dreams. Alberto looked at me almost sadly, compassionately, and said, it's the same hope that I have for you. Do not presume to know me, I fumed, but it was too late. Alberto had already walked out the door.